time you need auto parts and accessories, trust the parts professionals at the 102 Chicagoland O'Reilly Auto Parts stores. Our professional parts people know what it takes to get the job done right. Professionals have counted on O'Reilly Auto Parts for decades. Now you can too. Professional parts people. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Strap in, crank it up, and hang on. It's time for a little full throttle, side drafting, wall kissing, paint trading, no holes barred NASCAR experience. Up and Run is on the Racing Nation Radio Network. Featuring the talking heads of NASCAR, Robin Vandenberg, drivers Patrick Wall, and Brian Wall will take you inside racing with interviews, special guests, and more. Bump and Run is brought to you by Snafu Seasoning. It's the missing ingredient. Visit them at snafuseasoning.com. And now, here's that sports chick, Robin Vandenberg, with Bump and Run on the Racing Nation Radio Network. And good evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Bump and Run. My name is Robin Vandenberg, and I am here with my co-host, Brian Wall. Patrick is taking a final tonight, so let's wish him well on that. How are you doing, Brian? Oh, extremely tired and overwhelmed. And uh, You sound like me. <laughs> you sound yeah, like exactly. me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I had a, uh, my, my son and his wife had their baby on Saturday, and I'm alone. I'm, like, all alone. My husband's gone out on business for three months. And it was a nightmare. It was, like, happy time, nightmare, happy time, nightmare, happy time. And I just was, like, a crazy person all day. She had to go in for an emergency C-section. He, they didn't even allow him to go in the room. It had to be that fast. And I was freaking out. And I did not hear anything for an hour and a half. And I just feel bad for anybody who I talked to or called within that hour and a half because they did not, I could not say anything. I just, nothing but crying and praying. But I now have a new uh, baby boy, because we only do boys in our family. We don't do girls, none at all. <laughs> so I'm a Bella once again. And I love the fact that my grandson tells me Bella. It's like the best thing ever. But uh, he's eight yeah. pounds, two ounces. His name is Teddy. Um, uh, some of my friends in Boston are already calling him Teddy Baseball or, or uh, Teddy Brewski. So he's already, he's already got his nicknames going. And you, you have to move. You have to move in a, like a week. Yeah, Dude. if everything goes as planned, yeah, i got to be moved in by next Tuesday and when he starts. Exactly, yeah. No, no pressure. Trying to keep a race car together. And we've got a bunch of stuff to do on it and, Work that yeah. in and try to figure out how to get all this stuff from one place. Yeah, you to and I had very dramatic weekends. We had very dramatic weekends, and I hate drama. I hate drama, but um, I'm I was willing to go through all of that drama to have a beautiful uh, a grandson. That is no problem with me. I want to tell you who we have on tonight. Um, I have had this guest on before on my other show that's on Fantasy Sports Warehouse. Uh, some racing times with uh, Alan and Robin, and um, his name is Jesse Uji, and this guy I love him. He he just loves to go fast. 
You know what I mean? That's what I love so much about him. He just loves to go fast. He loves to drive race cars. He overachieves in absolutely everything that he does. He uh, was in the uh, Navy, played for the Navy football team, and you know how I love football, so that's awesome. Um, but he he got special treatment this weekend. Because I follow him on, on Facebook. He got some special treatment this weekend going to pick up one of his uh, one of his uh, uh, Race, uh, racing team partners, and they went out to see them race um, in this private jet. So he was living the life this weekend. And then after, uh, Jesse, we are going to have on Blake Carrier, who's going to come on. He's going to tell us everything that's happening in his world. He drives a Sprint Cup, and he did very well in his feature this weekend. So we're looking forward to talking to him. And then our old friend Mario Bonfante. I love him, I love him, I love him. If you guys do not know about him, I don't know how you can't, because if you listen to this show, we have him on. I think twice since you've been with us, Brian, and I've had him on before that as well. And I know that Daryl had the had uh, Mario on the Race Nation report. But if you all don't know Mario's story, it's up on my um, my Facebook page. Check him out. Uh, he is an inspiration beyond. You know, we think we've got issues. You know, <laughs> watch Mario. He just overcomes everything, and he's absolutely wonderful. He's got some news coming up. Yeah. So the moment the moment I got that check, oh. thank you, Daryl. I wanted to make sure that Mario could share it with us. But without further ado, I do want to bring on our first guest. You know, he drives he, he drives for the KN Pro Series. I can't wait to see him when he gets to a point where he's in a Spurred Cup. I, I can't wait because I just – his, his personality is just infectious. I, you love it. It's an, I love him. Jesse, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? Thank you for having me on the show today. Uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, you had a pretty awesome weekend. Uh, tell us about it. Yeah, no, it was a pretty awesome weekend. We got to um, head up to uh, Redding, California. Um, my friend uh, Tim Adolfson, he uh, he sponsors um, one of our, my, one of my other friends, uh, Alex Schutte, in the K and N Pro Series. So we're having a race up there in uh, Redding and uh, a Shafta uh, Speedway, and it's a pretty good one. It had I think a, like a twenty. 20-something car field. It was, it was pretty awesome. And uh, so we got to go up there, me and also my racing teammate in the NASCAR Women All-American Series, uh, Michelle Abadi, that she got to come up with us. So uh, Tim did us a great favor and was able to, you know, send out his private plane, you know, pick us up. We got to head out there. It was awesome. So it was a fun weekend, you know, being around racing, meeting new people, networking, and just, you know, things like that. It's always, you know, awesome being around the NASCAR sport. That's what I love about you. It's, it's you have you have so many fans, and you are so fan friendly. You know, I mean, you, I don't know how many people have your autograph. Probably half the people in those worlds, because if you always see writing autographs. I swear, I swear to you. Um, um, for the people who I, I already know you, I already know what you do. But if, tell um, you know Brian, and tell our listeners how you got started in racing. Yeah, so I have pretty much like, my story is a lot different than uh, a lot of other people. So, you know, most people started off go-karting and, you know, doing bandoleros and midgets and things like that. Um, me, I I didn't start racing until just a few years ago. Um, right when I've always been into cars, you know, my whole life, but um, I just never had the money to do it. My parents didn't have that kind of money. So, you know, we did the, you know, cheapest thing, which is play football. <laughs> so I played yep, football, yep. you know, got a scholarship, you know, went to the Naval Academy, uh, played football all four years there, ran track. And also, um, you know, graduated in uh, May 2010. And then when I did, I finally, you know, was, I was then commissioned as a naval officer. So now I'm serving in the Navy. 
and um, you know started getting paid. So I had enough money and a little bit of free time on the weekends to you know start um, uh, just start up you know the racing you know career or not career, but you know kind of racing hobby at that time that I wanted to start. So um, I had bought a Dodge Challenger. I started drag racing with it. And um, with that, I just started doing really well, started building up the car a little bit more. Eventually, I found myself with a 1,000-horsepower um, supercharged Dodge Challenger that was a crazy fast car. Um, went to a bunch of different competitions, started you know, beating some records and stuff. I went to the uh, Mojave Mile competition in October 2013, and I went uh, 200.9 miles per hour in the mile, which wow. made me the uh, fifth, uh, fifth person in history to ever do it in a uh, modern Hemi. So that was a huge accomplishment. It got some great exposure for me. I was able to be in uh, Hot Rod Magazine twice that year. So just that, wow. accompanied with, you know, just a lot of YouTube exposure and Facebook, you know, it's, my name started getting out there a lot. So a lot of people started asking me, they're like, hey, you know, you're racing a lot, you're drag racing a lot, you know, are you, you going to make that a career one day? And I, like, I had never really thought about it. And then finally, I was, like, so many people kept on asking me. Finally, that's the point. I was like, why not? You know, I love racing. Why not make this a thing I do full time? You know? So that's what I'm working on now. And that's, um, it kind of, it led me to road course racing with my Corvette. And road course racing taught me a lot of car control, which then brought me to the uh, circle track world, which is now, I'm not now in my uh, rookie season now doing that in the NASCAR Women All American Series. That's awesome. And you race at Irwindale Speedway. Is that correct? Yep. Irwindale Speedway is where they have all, all of our races at. And um, it just helps, you know, keeps costs down and stuff so that, you know, for the series, we're not sitting there, you know, traveling from track to track to track because then, you know, all the costs will start jumping up. You know, it's a great series for people to get in and get some good circle track racing and get some great competition, but also keep the cost down so that we can make it through the season. Yeah, see, Brian does the same thing. He drives at Bowman Gray. Which, how many how many miles is Bowman Gray to your house, Brian? Uh, it's like uh, I don't know, probably seven eight miles. Yeah, Not too far. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it's very convenient. Yeah, he's right down the street every weekend, you know, and uh, and he's 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 quite quite successful at it as well. But what's really what I love about you too is that you're. I love that you played football in the Navy because I'm a huge NFL fan, and uh, in college football, of course. But um, but for you to say for people to say to you, you really should just you know do racing. That should be your career, and you never even thought about it. So you just have that overachiever type A personality. I I, I believe. Am, am I correct there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's just how it is. <laughs> My whole life, you know. My whole life, I've just always wanted to you know, get to the top of whatever I'm doing. You know, I've never been the type of person to just settle and just stay stagnant in life. You know, a lot of people, they don't chase their dreams because they're they're afraid. They're afraid of failing or they're afraid of maybe succeeding and it, and it being too much for them to handle. And for me, you know, just the way my parents brought me up, um, just being uh, Nigerian and everything, you know, the, in the culture, our culture, it's always, you know, get to the top, get to the top, get to the top. And, um, right. It's just kind of ingrained in my head, so I just can't. I can't sit there and just let things be. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, have you ever heard of Bowling Gray in, uh, in uh, uh, I'm sorry, in North Carolina? Um, I have actually. It's the funny thing. I actually, the first time I heard of it was today <laughs> when I was, uh, I was. I think I saw it on Facebook. Somebody, uh, some some guy that I follow on Facebook, another another uh, racer. He um. 
uh, he was practicing there, I think, like either today or some other day, but he posted a picture online. I saw it. So I think it's the first time I saw it today. Oh, you have to, if, you, if you're going to be a race car driver, and you already are, but, I mean, it, 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 you have to know what Bowman Gray is. You've got to look at a, a, Brian, explain to him what Bowman Gray is, because you, you race there, of course. He's, Brian is known as the people's champ. Everybody loves Brian, and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's really good, too. He backs it up. He actually, he won last week, so he backs it up. It's uh, a yeah. flat, flat quarter mile, full ring, 15,000 people there every Saturday night. Matter of fact, this past Saturday night, they actually had the K&M E-Series there. So that might have been somebody you called on Facebook. I'm not, not sure. But uh, it's uh, it's definitely something to see. And now Robin's been there, so she, she's she got to experience it. It's something that if you ever get a chance, you need to check it out. It's a bucket wow, list. Wow, yeah. <laughs> 18,000 yeah, uh... people every single week. 18,000. Yeah, and oh, it's, 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 you would appreciate it because in between the track is a football field where they actually play football. You know, so <laughs> it's, it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the fans are extremely passionate, extremely, extremely yeah. passionate. So how are things going in your season this year? How are you doing? Uh, so far, so it's, 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 been, it's been actually pretty interesting. Uh, it's, it's, it's had its ups and downs. Um, I've definitely been progressing a lot, and a lot of times I've been dropping a lot, especially for a rookie. I and mean, this is my first time ever doing circle track. So, um, I mean, like from the first race to the second race, I mean, I dropped my qualifying time uh, down like oh, like six tenths of a second. You know, it was it was crazy. But um, I'm just getting a lot faster. But um, uh, besides that, though, I've had some unfortunate downs. Um, had a had a wreck in the second race. Um, but you know, it was just you know, it's just racing. I mean, me, me and a guy, we went too wide into a turn, and then um, I I pushed up just a little bit, and we got into a little bit of contact. And we did. His, start, his car started going sideways. I started going sideways. Um, it looked like I was gonna maybe slightly you know kiss the wall, maybe not too hard. And then um, the guy that was behind me, he didn't have anywhere to go, and um, he pretty much went right through me. And you know, not you know, no one's fault. It wasn't his fault at all. He just he had nowhere to go. And I got T-boned, so that took me out of the race. Well, I saw on your video, you take it, it's really cool on your practice video, you, you spun, or you were in the race and you spun out, but you saved it and you were able to keep going. And I was like, way to go. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the first race. During the first race, um, another incident in the same turn, um, another guy was inside of me this time, and he was on my left rear. And then he, I, he, I think he pushed up a little bit or something, and then he bumped into my left rear, which just spun my car out full 360. But I, I was able to miss the wall and dodge somebody else, recover it, jump back in the race. Uh, the yellow came out, and the rules for our track is if, the yellow come, if you cause the yellow to come out, um, you have to go to the back of the field and start in the back. So I had to restart all the way in the back. We had like a 20-car field. But I still was able to come back in the last uh, 10 laps or so, and I finished 15th. 20, so wow. it wasn't bad. The first race ever. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. As far as, like, I know, I know she said you started off in drag racing and you've made a trans, transition to circle track. How, how are you adapting to that difference? You know, that straight line, and now you got to turn left all the time. Um, it's not too bad because, um, so when I, I started off in drag racing doing that, but just before I started doing the circle track, I had about 10 months of uh, road course racing, so I learned how to turn left and right at high speeds. And the cool thing was, 
Um, I actually had, I did I did a few uh, track days and uh, time trial competitions at uh, Auto Club Speedway. So I actually got to go on an oval um, with the Corvette and um, taking you know going into turn one at uh, Auto Club Speedway at 160 miles per hour. It, uh, it taught me a few things. <laughs> yeah, I like that. How to hold your How to hold your breath for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely different. I remember the first time the first time I ever went on the road course was at Auto Club Speedway. And I think the first time I'm going into that turn full speed, and then the moment I hit it, I was like, whoa! And I slowed down so much. I'm like, whoa! And the next thing you know, by the end of the day, I was fine. But that first time ever, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> But that adrenaline rush is like crazy. It has to be crazy. I I drove in Daytona at the Richard Petty Experience, and yeah, it didn't turn me into a race car driver. I will tell you that. But it <laughs> but it does give you that adrenaline rush that I don't think you can really. I don't think people unless people do it, they're not going to understand it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the speeds you're going. Uh, you know, a lot of people see it on TV and it looks easy because they're just turning left. But there's so much to it. I mean, these cars are constantly on the edge. I mean, any little mistake, you'll be going sideways. And when you go sideways, if you're lucky, you'll spin it down into the infield. If you're not so lucky, you'll spin it right up into a concrete barrier at, uh, you know, however however fast you're going. For us, you know, in the half-mile tracks, I mean, the fastest we get our cars up to there before you're turning is about maybe 110 or so miles per hour. But if you're on a big super speedway, I mean, those, you know, those guys, they're, especially at Auto Club Speedway, the Sprint Cup guys, I mean, they're, they're getting up to 208, 209. You know, when we're entering that turn, it's crazy. pretty crazy. It is crazy. And the drifting, you know, Patrick is that he drives dirt. And whenever I watch his videos, he just drifts through the corners. And it's like, how are they able to hold on to that car and not spin out every time they turn? I just I don't understand <laughs> it. And, he, I mean, you've got to have massive, massive strength in order to do that. Have you ever wanted to try dirt racing at all? Um, yeah, I have. Um, I actually want to because I know it's going to help me a lot with car control, and that's a huge thing in racing period, whether you're, it doesn't matter any, any kind of racing you're doing, car control is huge. And I think anybody who can control a car you know, comfortably sideways, it, it makes you a good driver. So I really want to do it because I think it's going to help me a lot. It's going to help advance me a little bit more. And um, I definitely want to do it. Um, my friend, uh, Tim, he uh, he suggested a few uh, dirt tracks that are that are near nearby me so that I can try them out and just kind of do just a little bit of stuff you know nothing super high level just kind of lower level stuff just to get used to going sideways. Yeah. Where do you see start. yourself going? Oh, go ahead, Brian. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I mean, that's a good way to learn. Uh, you know, as far as saving the car, you know, most of us around here we learned on old dirt roads and. Uh, I, mine was in a 65 Ford truck, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it definitely teaches you how to drive into the spin and, and try to save the car. And, you know, sometimes it's not possible, but it, it does help. I've seen some, uh, Ron Hornaday, he was, he's got a video on YouTube that he was completely silent. I can't even remember what track they were, but he was at 180 plus and the car was completely silent and he drove out of it and it's probably the most beautiful save I've ever seen ever. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm I'm definitely a believer in dirt. I mean, it, it's just yeah, even uh even the uh like the Formula Drift guys, you know the drift the drift guys. I mean, their their car control is just amazing. I mean, going into a drift at you know 100 plus miles per hour, that's just insane. 
and just to be able to like control it with ease. I mean, it's awesome. So I really, you know, I like that a lot. And you know, anytime I can get in the dirt, you know, when I do get the opportunity, I really want to learn a lot and take away a lot from it because it will definitely make me a, a better driver and it'll allow me to push my car on the asphalt to the edge. And then if it does go a little bit over the edge, you know, I'll be comfortable holding it through and you know, continuing on down the track. Now. Where do you see yourself going? Do you see yourself going up into the, you know, into starting with trucks and the Xfinity and Cup? Is that what you're you're striving for? Yeah, that is definitely the goal right there, and that's what I'm shooting for. It's just one. I, I'm the type of person who's just one step at a time, you know. So I'm starting at this level with the NASCAR Women All America Series, you know, move up to the Canon Series after this, and then from there, you know, move up. And you know, it's all God willing. You know, I pray every single day. You know, just just kind of letting the Lord, you know, take me wherever He takes me. Exactly, exactly. But, I mean, it, but it seems to come natural to you. I mean, you were just like, okay, I think I want to try race car driving. <laughs> and you're doing <laughs> very well. And you, have, and you have such a great fan base as well. And I, I noticed that you have a lot of little kids that absolutely adore you. Um, like, they, I mean, you, you're almost like a motivational speaker. Do you do that on the side? Because I read some of your stuff, and I'm like, this guy needs to go out on the road. I need to listen. He needs to call me every morning to motivate me to get up out of bed and do my thing. <laughs> have you, no, have you um, ever thought of doing I, that? It, I, honestly, I've never thought of it, and some people do tell me that. It's great. Like, a lot of people tell me that, but um, no, <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't really. Yeah, it, it's well, because I, I do listen to a lot of different motivational speakers, like, all the time, like, because... So I, li- I live I live in Monterey, California, and so when I had to head down to Irwindale for my racing, or or really just down to SoCal, period, you know, almost every weekend to do some type of racing, um, it's a it's a nice you know five six seven hour trip. So I have a lot of time on my hands, listen to either music or listen to my loud Corvette or listen to something you know that's going to improve me. You know, so um, I like to listen to this. I always like listening to things that will make me better somehow, some way. So I, I, I'll just jump on YouTube real quick, and I'll just have a video playing in my ear. And uh, normally I'll listen to Les Brown or uh, Eric Thomas, and they're uh, really, really great motivational speakers. And I just listen to all their videos, listen to all their clips. And um, they just have a lot of great things to say. And it's just mainly about just believing in yourself and never giving up because they pretty much just tell you, like, I mean, as humans, we are extremely powerful people. And none of, like a lot of people don't ever reach their full potential because they're scared of failing. They're scared of not, you know, or, or, or just scared of getting to a level that they want to because, you know, it might, it might, it might hurt them to get there. You know, it might be tough. It's, it's tough getting up in the morning and things like that. And um, it, it's just, they just really they have a lot of great things to say. Um, I think one of my, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite quotes from, I think, Wes Brown, he said, uh, it was about like never quitting. Um, he said, you know, if you don't quit, you can win, you know, somehow, some way you can win as long as you don't quit. You know, even a broke clock is right twice a day. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So on that ride, from home to the speedway, how many how many speeding tickets have you had? Uh, speeding tickets? Yeah. Uh, none, none, zero. I don't, none? I don't speed on the highway. No. So this is the thing. A lot of people, <laughs> you know, especially especially with my car. A lot of people ask me. That's the first thing they ask. They're like, "How many tickets have you gotten? How many times have the cops pull you over?" And I say, "They they don't. They don't pull me over. I drive." I drive the speed limit, you know, and it is, you know, uh, and I think a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of different race car drivers can probably attest to this. 
you know, we get right. a lot of our growing rush, a lot of our racing. We get it all out on the track. And then after we're done with that, we don't want to go fast anymore until we get to the track right. again. You know, so we're on the highway, we just chill. We're actually probably the slowest drivers on the highway. <laughs> I don't, how many, Brian, do you remember what Dale Earnhardt said about, he used to, I think he only got maybe one or two tickets ever. And that surprised me. It was on. It was on some sort of a, a documentary, and he was laughing. Someone had asked him that question. You know, how did, how many speeding tickets have you got? And I think he had a very little. And and they, they were. And then he kind of gave a grin. He goes, "Cause I'm never caught." So that was his story. <laughs> that he just never got caught. <laughs> but being in North Carolina and all those, you know, woods and all those back places where you guys, the moonshiners used to go, I'm sure there's plenty of places where you guys are able to test out your skills. Is you know, so living in California is. Do you see any difference of? Um, I don't know, the way that racetracks are, like, say, in the California area as opposed to how they are in the, the southern part of the uh, country? Um, like, just the difference, kind of, basically, like, you know, uh, similarities in tracks. Well, like, is there any different type of atmosphere? Because, you, know, you know, it's like California has, like, a stigma to it, and so does, you know, the mm-hmm. south has a stigma to it. I mean, is that is is that all just you know, baloney, or, or do you ever see a difference in the two? Yeah, I, there, there's a little difference. I mean, I, I've never raced in, in the South before. Uh, even though I'm from Texas, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't start racing until I got out here to California. But at least kind of watching and just kind of from what I've heard, yeah, there's a little bit of difference. It is a little bit of different atmosphere. Um, you know, California is California, you know. But I think fan-wise, fans are fans. You know, they're, I think they're, they're, they're pretty similar you know, no, no, no matter where you go, I mean, they're all, you know, they're diehard, they love racing, they love seeing it, it's just, and they're, they're, a lot of them are just car people, they love cars, they love seeing right. them go fast, and uh, it just doesn't change, you can, especially when, it, especially when it comes to the car world, I mean, you can go anywhere, and if somebody, you know somebody else who, who likes cars too, likes racing, they'll connect so quick, and it, it's just incredible, like the bond that you can form, I mean, I know people from so many different states, and I promise, like, if I went driving across the country and I needed to stay somewhere one night, I could just hit up any car friend from that area, from that state. I could never have met them before. And they'll probably just let me stay there just because I'm a car guy and they like cars, too. And it's happened for me before, like, a couple times. <laughs> okay, Brian, you're going to want to know, are you a Ford or a Chevy guy? You, you, uh, this is this is a battle between. Uh, no, actually, Brian and Patrick are both Ford guys. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm for the driver, you know. But are you? Do you have a, a preference? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> it's funny because my first car ever was a Ford, was a Ford Mustang, and then um, I did. Uh, you know, now I have the Corvette, so um, I, I'm more of a Chevy guy. But really. At, at heart, I'm really a Mopar guy. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's a lot of my love is a Mopar, you know. But, yeah, I don't have my Challenger anymore. I just recently sold it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a Chevy guy over Ford. <laughs> of course, yeah, of course. Patrick, Patrick is a Ford guy. I don't really care. As long as it goes yeah, fast, I I, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> 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 what was that? It's funny because um, Brian is really, really—he's—he's he's good, just like you are. And and I went to Bowman Gray a few weeks ago, 
and it was it was so scary because he was coming out of three and four, and all of a sudden there was just a, a mangle of like five or six cars, and Brian's car was literally up on the side, um, and he was like in the middle. <laughs> it was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like, and it, trying to find out if he was okay. And uh, you got to really, I just really so appreciate anybody who, who drives on. It was a weekend warrior. But um, what is, when is your next race coming up? Um, next race coming up is June twentieth, and then um, right after that we have a race on July fourth. So you know, pretty much from June twentieth through the end of the season, we pretty much have a race uh, every two weeks. Now you've got you have a lot of sponsors, but are you still looking for sponsors? Um, so for sponsor wise, I've had a lot of help, as in like uh, people contributing to like crowdfunding campaigns I've been doing. I did uh, one crowdfunding campaign with Dark Horse Pros. And they they really that's, tailored for extreme sports. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, yeah. And I was uh, able to raise uh, with the Dark Horse Pros campaign. I was able to raise over ten thousand dollars in thirty days, which was insane. Um, that helped me out a lot, you know, for um, the first couple of races. And then um, I have another crowdfunding campaign with GoFundMe, but that one is just more of kind of residual one. Like you know, anybody who can get a chance to contribute to the Dark Horse Pros one, since it was only thirty days. They uh, they get a chance to just put money in there if they want, or if I need anybody along the way who wants to you know contribute, they can do that. Uh, so that's why I have that one. But um, besides that, um, those though everyone contributed to the campaigns, which is over ninety something uh, contributions, almost a hundred. Um, those wow. were pretty much my sponsors right there. I mean, they sponsored you know part of my season so far. Um, but besides that, I don't have any main uh, primary sponsors. Um, I do have stuff for, like, when I road course race. Uh, you know, I have some different companies like, you know, Porterfield Brakes, uh, Carbon Exhaust, Wax for Dads, uh, you know, folks like that who, um, give, like, give me, like, you know, discounts on parts and or, or free parts and things like that, and they help me out that way for, like, my Corvette racing. But as far as the circle track stuff, I'm still looking for, you know, primary sponsors to help me out for this season. You know, every single week I'm constantly on the hunt, constantly, you know, looking mm-hmm. out there, you know, meeting people and networking you know, so that I can find something because I feel like with my story and what I'm doing, um, you know, the marketing opportunity out there is huge, you know, just being African-American and also active duty military, um, you know, that combination together um, hasn't been seen in the sport. So um, I'm just trying to bring a lot to the table and just be as marketable as possible to any, you know, company, any organization out there willing to, you know, uh, help me. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I was so excited that you said yes. Um, tell everybody where they can get in touch with you. Um, and, you know, I, please come back. Please come back on when I ask you because I love having you on the show. <laughs> yeah, no, I love coming on the show. It's always awesome. It's pretty fun and, you know, it's always a good time on the show. Um, people, if they want to just get in contact with me, they can go onto my uh, Facebook uh, racing page. So they just go to facebook.com. Um, backslash uh, Jesse Iwuji Racing, and that's spelled J E S S E I W U J I R A C I N G. And then uh, if they head on Instagram, if they're not on Facebook at all and just on Instagram, uh, they can just look me up at uh, J E S S E underscore A K A underscore B L A C K. S-T-I-G. And then also on Twitter, they can just look me up on Twitter as J-E-S-S-E underscore I-W-U-J-I. And also, too, just wanted to put a plug in. 
uh, scout.com, they did a episode on me with uh, Warrior TV, and the host oh, for the cool. episode was uh, Jake Swig, and he's an ex-Navy SEAL and also a Naval Academy graduate. He was hosting the show. They did a full-on episode on me for my second race of the season, so it's now on uh, scout.com. So if everyone can head over there to check out the video, it's pretty awesome. So it's a good time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll put the link on my, on my Facebook page as well. Thank you so much for coming on. Have a, a wonderful, uh, you're starting June 20th. I'm going to be keeping an eye on you, see how things are going, and we hope to have you back. Thank you so much, Jesse. All right. Thanks for having me on the show. It's been awesome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Anytime. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back with Blake Carrier. Up and Run with Robin Vandenberg returns in minutes exclusively on the Racing Nation Radio Network. Racing Nation Radio is a product of RacingNation.net. There you'll find everything you need to follow shows, projects, and the personalities you hear on the network. Register and keep up to date by receiving our newsletters. Links to social media for the staff and our guests are on the links page. New on RacingNation.net, visit our new partners page at Less Race Mag and Less Race TV. It's like a Racing Nation Radio owner's manual at RACINNation.net. Honestly, how many hundreds of times have you stood in your kitchen or out by the backyard grill taste-testing your creation and said, man, there's something missing? Well, I've got an answer. It's the missing ingredient, and it's called Snafu Seasoning, and it goes with just about anything you cook. Meats, poultry, fish, pasta, vegetables, popcorn, and yes, even bacon. This perfect blend of all natural ingredients was custom developed to add the finishing touch to all your meals. And there's only one place to get it, snafuseasoning.com. That's S-N-A-F-U seasoning.com. No fillers, no preservatives, no MSG. Just six all-natural ingredients that are an amazing taste combination. Snafu Seasoning. Pure, simple, flavored. Come get you some. Monday night, tune into the Racing Nation Radio Network at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bump and Run. Patrick Wall and Brian Wall team up with Robin Vandenberg for interviews and commentary that range from local short tracks to big league NASCAR racing. The Racing Nation Report at 8 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday night brings Benny Fry and Sam Edwards together with the humor of Killer Bees and the keen analyst of NASCAR writer Brian Berg, Jr. for a look back at the previous week's NASCAR news, along with a preview of upcoming NASCAR activities. Sunday morning, throw your bacon in the pan and get up to date with all things NASCAR when Shannon Friend, Chandy Warner, and Maureen Kelly celebrate happy hour at 11 a.m. Eastern. All proudly brought to you by Snafu Seasoning and snafuseasoning.com. This is Darrell Wallace, Jr., driver of the number 54 Toyota Tundra for Kyle Busch Motorsports, and you're listening to the Racing Nation Radio Network. We're back with more Bump and Run with Robin Vandenberg on the Racing Nation Radio Network. 
Thank you, Matthew Gillian. I always laugh when he goes, they're back. It almost sounds like poltergeist from that movie. Um, yes, we are back, and we are back with uh, Blake Carrier. He uh, drives a Sprint Cup, and uh, it's funny because his recent page says just for fun, but uh, when the kids are the winning rookie of the year, I think he's doing it a little more for just fun. Blake, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing today? We are doing great. Oh, he didn't call me ma'am. See? <laughs> off, off air he was calling you ma'am <laughs> so it says on your, your racing page that it's just for fun but if you were doing this just for fun I mean you got third of your feature last weekend so I think you're doing this more a little bit more just for fun am I am I right here yes ma'am uh, I've, I've been I've been born and raised around it my, racing my entire life uh that's where the just for fun part comes in, but you know when you get strapped in the car, it, it all turns to seriousness. It's and when did you when did you start racing? Uh, the end of 2012 was the very first time I got into a sprint car. And that you just went right into a sprint car? That I mean, you did Yes, yes, ma'am. I never I never drove any go karts, nothing like that. No four wheeler racing, no dirt bikes. Straight into a sprint car at 16. Wow. <laughs> okay. So when that that first time that you ever did that, I mean, did, did it just come natural to you, or, or were you freaking out a little bit? Well, it, it came natural, believe it or not, only because I was born and raised around it and worked on it my entire life. I've watched my dad race since, since I started back as I can remember, and I still watch him race to this day. Um, he was in, it happened, he was in a, a three-way tie for the points with a Louisiana Body Sprinter Sprint Car Series. And it being the first year that the series had really been going good, he didn't want to go out and win his own point series the first year out. So that, he found found that to be the suiting time for me to get in a car and go. <laughs> now, Brian, you, your father drives, drives as well, right? Yes, he does. So, Blake, so your dad just said, okay, it's your turn, just get in the car and let's go. Well, um, it took, it, it, I was 30 years old the first time I got my car in the in a car. Uh, I, I was more or less, he had kind of tiddled with it. He started in probably 90, 89 or 90, and I helped him throughout the years, you know, I went through college and all that stuff. When I come back out of college, it was kind of when we started getting to talk and he offered me to ride. Because uh, I couldn't afford it on my own, and uh, that's how I got started. But <clears throat> uh, his story was—that's did, did I understand right? He didn't want to win his points championship in his first year. That's correct. Uh, uh, simply because he is the the founder and the director of the series that I race with. Right. He didn't. He he, he didn't want to go out there and you know dominate and win the first year points with us, with our series. Okay, well, that's pretty cool. Simply um, out of sportsmanship. Wow. Humble. Yeah, very, very humble. That's very cool. humble. <laughs> that's awesome. Yep. So he's man. My father's never won a points championship, and he and he and he got out of the car because he didn't want to win win his own series points championship. He's finished every other position but the winning position, and he steps wow. out the car whenever he's in the position. Well, what a great. You know, what a great testimony for you to see, you know what I mean? And, and to, you know, remain uh, humble in, in, in your driving as well. But 
but you're not because you did <laughs> you did win the uh, rookie of the year in uh, 2013, and and uh, you also had a fourth place point finish in 2014. So uh, you're you're just going right along. Yes, yes, ma'am. I'm in. I'm in. Have to do it to repeat or do better than that this year. I'm sitting currently fourth in my points this year. Um, and I'm not entirely sure where I sit at in the INCA racing points, but I'm soon to find out. And what is it? What do you like? What do you like best about doing sprint cup? I mean, do you have a sprint cup? I'm sorry, sprint cars, sprint cars. Uh, what do you like about driving sprint cars? It's a thrill like I've never had before. I've driven a limited modified on dirt before, but it's you don't get the same thrill as you do in a sprint car when you get to hold it flat on the floor going off into a turn and never lifting. How, it's a totally I mean, different experience. How do you even see out of those cars? It is so hard. I've seen so many videos of, of people driving sprint cars, and it looks like it's, it's just so hard. And you don't have a, a crew chief or a spotter telling you where to go. No, ma'am, no spotters. We have uh, a, scorekeeper, a scorekeeper in the tower, you know, that will put out a caution or somebody spins out on the track. We can hear her over the radio, you know, telling us where caution's at. We have a red flag. She gives us our uh, our lineup, our restart order. But other than that, you got nothing. Um, wow. The seeing part, the, the seeing part's real challenging, especially uh, two weeks ago. We was at uh, Sabine Motor Speedway in Manly, Louisiana. And not only am I uh, vertically challenged, but I ran out of tearaways on my helmet. I oh had to finish God. the race with no, with no tearaways. Wow. Oh, my I have, God. I have, I have three inches of cushion underneath my seat, and my seat is raised another two inches for me to be able to see clearly. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. I cut tons of respect for you <laughs> be able to do that week after week. That is, where do you oh, see yeah. yourself going? Do you want to move up in the series? Uh, definitely, I do. Uh, if opportunity ever falls in place, I'd like to go race uh, – the American Sprint Car Series nationally, uh, if the opportunity ever presents itself. If not, I just I I'll be around around Louisiana and Texas. <laughs> I die. I race till I die. And, and how old are you, Blake? Uh, I am nineteen right now. Nineteen. Okay. So so you were were you six? So what? How old were you when you got into your your first sprint car? I was uh, 16 and a junior in high school. Wow, wow! And uh, you must be have be pretty popular at high school if you're, you're you can walk around on the hallways like, yeah, I'm a race car driver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how it was. It, every every Monday morning, I'd get on the school bus and get to school. First questions I'd always be asked is, "How'd you do? How'd Where'd you go race at?" That would have been a lot cooler yeah. than. The, the racing I did at 16 was uh, cross-country, and nobody gave a crap about that. It had been a lot cooler. <laughs> than that. So, yeah, you know, I finished second or first, one. Uh, that had been a lot cooler than saying, hey, uh, come out to the track meet and watch me run around the woods. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was, I was born and raised running around the woods. <laughs> Just, I was doing it barefooted running through the stickers and bar bushes. There you go. <laughs> well, let's Getting bit by every that. kind of bug you could think about. <laughs> and, 
so true. That is so true. And what's really cool too is, I mean, he—he's sixteen. You know, you know, forget the big man on campus football guy. I mean, this this kid's like ten times better than you know quarterback guy. You know? Yeah, everybody can go out. Everybody can go out there and catch a football or you know throw a baseball to the next guy in line. But not every person right. can just jump into a race car and adapt immediately. Exactly, exactly. I mean, how awesome is that for you? So you, you just absolutely love doing this. And, 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 that's, and uh, it's, it's so great to see uh, someone, you know, you're, you're young, but, but you have a good head on your shoulders. You know what you want to do. And, and you have that mentality of, um, I'm going to do whatever I, I can to make it. Now, do you work on your car as well? I do. I, I work on it. All the maintenance, drive it. I pay for almost everything on it. Uh, wow. I have, I have a few, a few little sponsors here and there. Uh, you just, matter of fact, you just had one on your show. One of my sponsors on your show uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, St. Tammany Raceway. Oh, okay, yeah. Miss Jeanette, yeah. Mode Wayne. They uh, they're my fuel sponsors. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. They're wonderful people. Her and Chris. They are. They, they're wonderful people. They really, really are. And um, so when is your next race? You got one coming up this week? Uh, no, ma'am. I am off for the next two or three weeks. I, I believe my next race is June 20th at uh, Thunder Valley Speedway in Glenmore, Louisiana. Fantastic. Fantastic. And then I believe, now, if- then I, I believe my schedule is full to the end of July. I go to uh, Golden Triangle Raceway Park for the July weekend in Beaumont, Texas. Oh, that must be exciting. That must be exciting hey. to race on 4th of July. That's got to be so cool. Um, I've is. never been to Charlotte. I know usually they're at, they're at Charlotte. At, uh, is that they're at Charlotte or Daytona? Where are they at 4th of July? I'm like, I don't watch NASCAR as much as I used to. Can you tell? I'm more, believe... of, a, I'm more of a local track girl. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's Daytona, but I'm not sure. It's Daytona. It's, it's, yeah, it's Daytona. It is. Uh, yeah, it's Daytona. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you can tell how much NASCAR I watch now. <laughs> I follow more. Yeah, I, I barely now. watch it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so who is your favorite driver? Junior, baby. Yeah, Junior yeah, all the way. Right. Junior Nation. <laughs> yes, indeed. Live and well. <laughs> He's a very cool guy. He's a very cool guy on and off the uh, on and off the track. That's great. Um, you know, if anybody does want to get in touch with you, Blake, and they want to, you know, learn more about you and sponsor you, uh, how can they find you? Um, they can call, um, they can find me on uh, my Facebook page, uh, Blake Carrier Racing. Um, Perfect. Also, also I'm on Instagram, uh, Blake Carrier eighty three. Okay. Or they can okay. they can look on my personal my personal Facebook and get my phone number. <laughs> okay, perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It was such a pleasure. Please come back. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me. You are more than welcome. That was Blake Carrier, Sprint Car Driver. I mean, 16 years old. Get, get in the car, kid. Can you imagine? No, you did happen to you. You can imagine. <laughs> yeah, at, at 30. Not at 16, but I'm thankful yeah, well, for what I did get. But, yeah, so, that's true. That was, that was, that's true. Yeah. Now, I never, I mean, was your dad, like, really uh, super successful? I mean, he, he never really run full seasons. He did it when he had time. He he was putting us through, he was putting two kids through college. He was working, uh, good Lord, the man worked seven days a week, 12 hours a day. So it was, 
it was kind of hard for wow. him to run full seasons. He kind of did it when he had time and and everything was pieced together and he could make it. So, well, what's cool about him? Though, I feel bad. It, <laughs> I feel I, bad because <laughs> I felt like I took that away from him. You know, in his prime years, but he was no. doing what was right and taking care of his family. So. No, you're a dad. You know he was doing what what he should, what he wanted to do, um, and and he's kind of a legend at uh, Bowman Gray. You know, I mean when I <laughs> I noticed he's him a, right. He's a right he's a back. legend because of the way he acts, uh, the way yeah. he treats people. Uh, that's why he's a legend. He's won one race in his twenty years of of being over there, and that and that was back in two thousand eleven, and uh. I was more. That was probably more exciting for me than than my first win uh, was him winning. And what was so cool about it is, is after he won, you know, they gave you the checkered flag, and he had took off to catch second gear, and he was going to raise a little cane, and the <laughs> rear end completely blew out of the car. So I, I oh, pulled no. up beside him, you know, all excited, and <laughs> was like, you know, good job. And he's like, you're going to have to push me around. So. It, it, it sucked because he, we we tore up a lot of he tore up a lot of stuff on his car, but we got pictures and looked back on it. And it was cool because I got to push him around with my <laughs> car on, on his on his victory lap. So that's but, awesome. That he yeah. must love watching you drive. He really must. Well, he must enjoy it so much. Yeah, he don't. Well, he got to watch last weekend, and he has in the past. But uh, I'd like to see him. We're trying to get him a couple cars together so he can quit being on the sidelines. <clears throat> get him hooked up with Pete Stewart. You really yeah. should. I'll yeah. make it happen. <laughs> I want to do. It's some. all. It's all about time for. It's all about time for us. It's. It's. You know, he helps me a ton by just getting parts for me. Like the day he he run my drive shaft down to uh, uh, LNR Transmissions and and had it balanced and. Brought it back. Just simple things like that that I don't. I don't have time. You know, he's retired now, but it, it takes time away from him being able to do what he needs to do. But it helps me because I don't have time to do it at all. Uh, and it, now, what I feel about, bad your, about that what, part too? <laughs> stop! You're a kid. You're gonna. Yeah. Parents want to do whatever they can for their kids. Like, do you want your boys to do to do to race? Uh, it's all. That's a long way down the road. Uh, I got right. one that would probably show some interest. Uh, the other, the youngest, he could care less about racing right now. So, well, he's a reporter. He's, They're both yeah, reporters he's, right now. He might be my PR guy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or it might be uh, he could be his brother's PR guy. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> For all of you that don't know, Brian has two gorgeous little boys, and they do a race report uh, on on. Uh, you have on a video, and Brian puts it up on his Facebook, and is <laughs> they are an absolute riot. And I, but they're really good at what they do, and you can tell. Uh, I don't know if it's Colton or the other one. They very serious. They get very serious sometimes. <laughs> like yeah. they're like they're on ESPN, you know, like ready to yeah. take it on. That's so awesome. <laughs> this past week was the they they spent the night with the grandparents at High Rock Lake, and uh, the the interview was more about like what they found on the shore of the lake than <laughs> which was absolutely fine. I just let them go, you know. <laughs> say what you want to I say. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you see any of the, uh, the did you see the Xfinity or the, uh, the NASCAR race yesterday? 
I didn't see uh, not nothing. The only the only time that popped up on I had uh, what I had to do yesterday, all kinds of crap. But the only time I've seen any updates, just what was through our lucky laps. But I didn't see one yeah. ounce of racing. <clears throat> I oh yeah, I had my sponsor's I... birthday party. Oh, awesome! They had a, we went to his cookout and hung out over there. So that's where we was at. Well, no, I, I, you know, I, I did watch the, I watched Pocono. I mean, in, sorry, Dover. They were at Dover, Pocono this week. I did watch it, um, and it was one of those times where I was just like, oh my gosh, I watched this whole race for that. <laughs> um, and it, it, it was really good racing towards the end. Um, really, really great racing, um, and you know. Uh, Jimmy Johnson won, and, uh, you know, it was – there's a little bit of controversy of, you know, Martin Schwartz Jr. wasn't too happy with the way Casey Kane had to start, and but it was just a racing deal, you know what I mean? And, and uh, so uh, Jimmy got the win. I think he's now – he's got to be number one in points now because I think that's his third or fourth win. So, um, you know, he, he did very well. But um, I didn't get to see the exterminator race, and I heard there was a little bit of uh, – team action going on between uh, Bubba Wallace there. Uh, he wasn't too happy. Um, I, I don't even remember who, who won. We don't cover NASCAR much. We, we, co- we cover local tracks. It's horrible that I don't even know. I should know. But, um, but uh, there was also a lot of controversy at Bowman Gray this weekend, and I was keeping up more with that than I was anything. And uh, I do want to say one thing, and that is um, a good friend of our shows and, and a good friend of, I, a good friend of Brian's, and, and, and I, like, I can now call him friend because we, we met and I met his beautiful wife. And uh, Derek Phillips, uh, he lost his grandfather this weekend, and our prayers and, and, and well wishes for, for peace and uh, to be with him. You know, I just want him to know that we're thinking about him. And, uh, and not only that, um, on uh, Friday night, I believe he made one heck of a speech. I did not get to hear it. I heard a little bit about what it was, and I was like, you go, you know, because <laughs> it's those kind of speeches, no one would ever say that type of speech in NASCAR. Well, maybe Tony Stewart. He'd be the only one. Tony Stewart or Kevin Harvick. But uh, I kept begging, like, please, does somebody have this on video? <laughs> I wanted to hear it. So what exactly did he say that caused, you know, the uproar? There's people that loved it and then people that didn't love it. Um, I'm not sure. Derek kind of told me because he was like, I was like, what happened? And uh, this was afterwards. <laughs> and he said, I'm not really sure what I said. So I've been waiting for the video, too. But he said it was something to do with you know, the guy that the week before had uh, – it was a, the 100-lapper. Derek had made his way through the field and got up to the front. They had a double-file restart. <clears throat> and the guy on the outside pole, which is, uh, I won't mention any names or how I feel about him either, but he had uh, <laughs> fell back, and he tried to squeeze his car into a half a car leap between first and third-place position. Well, oh, yeah, you did. can't do that on that track. He right-reared right Derek, which cut his tire down. And then oh, no. that come, coming off of four, it sent Derek towards the wall. Plus, he run over and blah, blah, blah. You know, Derek's night was done. So he received wow. the, uh, what they call the uh, should have gone fishing award. <laughs> and uh, the next week, so while he's standing out there, this kid that, uh, that right reared him the week before is out there. He's the grand marshal for the K&N race. And uh-huh. while Derek's re- no, while Derek's receiving his award, this guy's over here in a suit and tie, and 
evidently he just he just let loose on him and was pointing at him and telling him, you know, this little prick over here, da da da. Derek couldn't even tell me what he said. So I hope somebody. I keep. I've been waiting on the video too. I hope somebody's got it because I'd like to hear it. Myself. I know. I've been ever since the moment he finished it. It was on Facebook, and I was like, "Where's the video?" Everyone was like screaming for the video, and uh, so I can't wait to hear it. Um, and I think that's what you know. I, people make fun of. I got slammed, slammed today because I love Bowman Gray racing, and uh, apparently I'm not supposed to. And um, screw all of you who who think that because. Uh, I, I look at what happens there as old school racing that used to happen uh, every Sunday. You know what I mean? And uh, the, if it wasn't for the rivals and and uh, for, I mean, my gosh, this weekend alone, I can tell you everything that happened at Bowman Gray, but I can't tell you what happened at an NASCAR race. I mean, I can tell you that Tim Brown jump starts, apparently. I can tell you that <laughs> Derek Stoltz yeah. had a heck of a speech. I can tell you that <laughs> you had uh, car issues and had to go, uh, you went a couple laps and then you went straight into the bed. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Oh, Bert, uh, Bert Myers uh, was black flagged, what, three times, but he still scored fourth. Um, everyone wants to know how that happened. See, I can tell you absolutely have everything that happened at Bowman Gray. <laughs> and, uh, but I love it. I absolutely love it because that's the type of NASCAR that I used to watch when I was little. And, uh, that, it, it, it's, I, I have absolutely no shame in saying I love Bowman Gray and I would go anytime I could. Um, maybe if, if it was just to look not as hot out. <laughs> but it, it, <laughs> but I also saw the real cool things is um, they uh, Robert Lunsford and Andrew Davis and they're selling the baby cones for everybody to buy for for baby Declan and uh, I saw your cone on there. Was that did Robert give that to you? Was that my cone that he gave to you? No, that's mine. Uh, he did give oh, okay. me your. I do have your cone now. He gave it to me. Well, uh, where is my cone? Where is my baby? Where it's is at it? At my race shop. It's at the race shop. Uh, well, you got to take a picture of it. <laughs> it was <laughs> one moment. It was um, on top of Andrew Davis, and then the next minute, uh, it was. I think Robert Lunsford's grandfather was holding it, and then I lost. I lost custody. I didn't know where he was at. <laughs> now uh, I know he's, he's in good hands. He's yeah, in good he's hands. In good okay. hands yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I named him Brad Pitt. You know, so I figured, you know, if you name him Brad Pitt, everybody's one on to get their picture taken with him. So <laughs> I right. did that too. Well, for selfish reasons. They kind of told him at the shop this afternoon he wasn't digging the Brad Pitt thing. He was more of a uh, <laughs> Sam Elliott kind of guy. Uh, yeah, Sam Elliott's pretty cool. <laughs> I could go with Sam Elliott. We're going to take a yeah. quick commercial break, and we'll be back uh, with Mario Bonafante. We'll be right back with more from Robin Vandenberg on Bump and Run on the Racing Nation Radio Network. I'm Jason Myers, and I listen to the Racing Nation Radio Network. Honestly, how many hundreds of times have you stood in your kitchen or out by the backyard grill, taste-testing your creation and said, man, there's something missing? Well, I've got an answer. It's the missing ingredient, and it's called Snafu Seasoning, and it goes with just about anything you cook. Meats, poultry, fish, pasta, vegetables, popcorn, and yes, even bacon. This perfect blend of all natural ingredients was custom-developed to add the finishing touch to all your meals. 
And there's only one place to get it, snafuseasoning.com. That's S-N-A-F-U seasoning.com. No fillers, no preservatives, no MSG. Just six all-natural ingredients that are an amazing taste combination. Snafu Seasoning. Pure, simple, flavored. Come get you some. Racing Nation Radio is a product of RacingNation.net. There you'll find everything you need to follow shows, projects, and the personalities you hear on the network. Register and keep up to date by receiving our newsletters. Links to social media for the staff and our guests are on the links page. New on RacingNation.net, visit our new partners page at Less Race Mag and Less Race TV. It's like a Racing Nation Radio owner's manual at RACINNation.net. Monday night, tune into the Racing Nation Radio Network at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bump and Run. Patrick Wall and Brian Wall team up with Robin Vandenberg for interviews and commentary that range from local short tracks to big league NASCAR racing. The Racing Nation Report at 8 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday night brings Benny Fry and Sam Edwards together with the humor of Killer Bees and the keen analyst of NASCAR writer Brian Berg, Jr. For a look back at the previous week's NASCAR news, along with a preview of upcoming NASCAR activities. Sunday morning, throw your bacon in the pan and get up to date with all things NASCAR when Shannon Friend, Chandy Warner, and Maureen Kelly celebrate Happy Hour at 11 a.m. Eastern. All proudly brought to you by Snafu Seasoning and SnafuSeasoning.com. I'm Casey Kane, driver of the number five Great Clip Chevrolet, and you're listening to the Racing Nation Radio Network. And now back to Robin Vandenberg with Bump and Run on the Racing Nation Radio Network. And speaking of Bowman Gray, we had Jason Myers give give his little his little thing. Did you hear that, Brian? Obviously, gave us a little shout out there. Love Jason yes, Myers. Uh, also, uh, Mr. Casey Kane, who uh, was hoping and praying that he was going to get the win yesterday, but it didn't happen. But you know what? Right now, we've got our next guest. He's a friend of our shows. I've had him on on roll three, four times. Mario Bonfante, how are you doing? You're live in your car in, 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 the, in what, on a highway <laughs> in traffic. So how are you, Mario? Oh, I'm doing great. I can't complain other than uh, it's a little warm and just is L.A. traffic. But other than that, it's a good day. Oh, L.A. traffic, even better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just goes nowhere. <laughs> exactly. So you were there, though, for, for a good reason, um, I understand. You had a meeting today? Yes, yeah, so I had a meeting this afternoon with uh, the team owner I'm working with and trying to get things squared away for uh, the next order of operations of what we have planned next. So just trying to work things out. So you have your, a new video out, and I always put your videos on, on my Facebook page. So tell everybody what is going on with you. What's the, what's the new news? The latest and greatest, I guess. We're just trying to figure out what uh, the next step would be for me personally with my career and then uh, on the other end of things with the business and keep spinning and stuff like that. So we're just kind of slowly but surely working things out. I have a test day. Uh, we're trying to figure out which day would work out best. We finally got the car together. Uh, is to basically what we're shaking down right now. And um, from there, 
we're just kind of figuring things out as far as what's next. So um, now we're, it took a little bit longer than I anticipated to get the car together from last crash last season, as you saw on the video. Uh, unfortunately, just the budget hasn't been there and stuff like that. So we finally got it all back together, and now we're just out of second meeting with the team, like I said, today to go figure out how to go shake it down, and then there's a race coming up in about a month or so that we're going to try to make, but... As far as, uh, as far as that goes, that's kind of where we're at. And how are things going with Keep It Spinning? I mean, that's sort of its own entity, is it not? It is. So that's kind of one of the decisions I've been having to struggle with making. So I have a lot of things I want to do personally with racing, but I have a lot of things I want to help others do as well. So with the Keep It Spinning deal, it's like I'm either investing in myself personally with the racing or I'm investing in the business, and it's just kind of at this point it needs to be one or the other. So I'm trying to decide which... Uh, which one would be the best way to go at this point in time. So I, I feel almost guilty to not allow other individuals to go out and have the ability to go play and drive their cars the way they want to, but the control is still not yet finished being prototyped. So I almost need them to go hand in hand. So it's just, at this point in time, I just need a little bit more funding to push things forward with the business end of things. And then also monetary funding as well to be able to go racing as well. So it's kind of, kind of a give and take. I'm trying to figure out which is, which is the best decision to make at this point in time. Is there any way you could do both? I'm working on that. That's what I'm working out. So a lot, all my sponsors <laughs> are trying to help me figure that out. But uh, it's just uh, a lot to manage as one one person. So right, right. Well, no, I mean, it's, all, it's all coming together. I think the way it should. Yeah, I, I definitely. He mentioned he mentioned business. Well, what type of business? Because I'm kind of new to you, Mark. I got to watch it. I got to skim through your video, which was very cool, by the way. Uh, what kind of business are you talking? Uh, well, essentially the business is uh, just all around the controls for the most part. So, I, like I said, I, or you guys know pretty well that I designed the controls myself and had to be able to go learn how to do so. So, what keeps me spinning, it's kind of a motto and a business name all in one. And the motto basically being that maybe whatever your dream may be to keep me spinning towards it, whether it's being a photographer or going fishing or going skydiving or whatever it may be will help you develop the, the concept of the equipment you need to go do so with whatever your current limitations or the different label situation is. So that's kind of what I'd like to be able to present people and offer them is then to come to the keep spinning and say, this is what I can do, this is what I can't do, this is what I would like to do, help accommodate whatever goals they have with uh, whatever limitations they're given. So whether it's driving a vehicle or jumping out of a plane or just painting, I'd like to be able to help just uh, cool, help them yeah. their dreams. Yeah, you he you actually came up with your own way of in which a way that you could drive a car after the, the horrendous injury that you had that that left you paralyzed, and you were able to, you know, engineer a way for you to keep racing, and that is unbelievable and so awesome. And uh, you know, we had last week we had on uh, Crystal Davis, and she is a veteran, uh, and she's you know, uses a prosthetic leg uh, to when she when she races, and but what you do is just it's it, it's best that it all came through your head. You know what I mean? This is how I need to have it done, and I need to figure out how to do it. That's what's so cool. Yeah, yeah, kind of. You know, I just I mean, no one knows what you can do better than you can, so you just figure out what right. you can, can, can't do, and work it out from there. 
exactly, exactly. So, so it's a matter of getting. But I think you know, I want you to do both, <laughs> and I know you want to do both because I think you're an inspiration. And at the same time, there's probably so many people out there who think that I can't do that, and and you're going to say, no, you can, you can do that, and I can help you. And and I think that's what's so great. You know, have you ever had somebody come back to you and say, man, if it was not for your video, I would not be doing this. I'm sure you've had many people come up to you and say that. I have a lot of people, actually, and that's why I feel so, like, entitled, I guess. They're not really entitled, but or not obligated either, but just I want to be able to provide the ability for them to go out and do what they want to do. So at this point in time, it's, I'm not able to do that with the financial situation I'm in and also the controls being not ready to do, be able to manufacture and sell them the way I want. So it's just kind of, it, it's very encouraging, but it's also very, like, like hindering at the same time because I, I want to help them, but at this point in time, I still really can't. So I, I'm glad that I'm able to inspire them, but uh, I'm just kind of, I want to be able to help more than that. Yeah, you need, we need to get you sponsors, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, go get in for people to actually, you know, take your business and take you and, and, and just say, okay, we got to make this happen, you know what I mean? And, and I'm pretty sure it will. I mean, you, 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 do, you do so well, and, and you have been doing so well. And uh, anybody that watches any of Mario's, uh, videos is just going to be amazed uh, at what you do. And I, I, the ones at the gym were, I love the pitch snapshots of you in the gym because when I go to the gym, I'm like a total baby lala. And you're like, I got it. I got it. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm totally not a gym rat. But um, so what, where are you going from here? Are you are you're, you're just at a point of a standstill? And, you know, is there somebody out there that you think, you know, or, or a business out there that you think that you can give this model to? And or do you watch that movie Sharks? I know the Shark Tank. I know my, my son watches that all the time religiously. And he now believes he can be the best businessman ever at what? We don't know. But um, <laughs> I love it. right now he's being the best. He's the best at being an 18-year-old that thinks he knows everything. Um, but, you know. Maybe I should talk to him then. Yeah, you should. He needs a job. <laughs> Definitely. I'll hook you up. Um, but how are things going for you personally? How, how are things going there? Uh, I'm sorry, say it one more time. How are things going for you personally? Uh, they're going well. Uh, like I said, every day is just kind of, I just wake up and see what's going to happen for the most part. Cause it's just, this whole year has been not really in my control. It just hasn't really happened as planned, so i kind of throw my plans up in the air and seeing where everything lands. Just uh, things are going good every day. Like you, you saw my gym video and it's just I constantly pushing myself to see what I can and can't do. And until like I, I fall, I figure out that I can't do it and figure out a different way to do it. But um, every day is a little bit more progression as far as my body goes and getting better in my recovery. Uh, the more I challenge myself, the more I'm able to do the next day. So it's just I'm double timing my workouts now, working on the morning and the evening to kind of make sure I'm wow. continually sending the signal and just trying to, get ready for when I actually am in the car and able to do uh, what I want to do. So I've kind of changed up my workout routine, the way I've actually done things. I've been doing a lot of med meditation and um, just a lot of focus on my breathing and just training in general, like the whole, the whole human being aspect, I guess you could say, and just trying to make uh, the best, best athlete, human person I can possibly be and just want to go out there and show people what's still possible, uh, determination and drive and passion. I mean, there's, a lot I want to do, but a lot that I, I don't have control over. So I'm just taking a step, taking day by day and seeing where it takes me. 
Wow. No, you, you will. You will. I mean, going to the gym twice a day, oh, my gosh. <laughs> no way. But, I mean, but your story is so awesome and, and, and the way that you were able to overcome absolutely everything. And, and now you're at a point where it's like, you know, you need to bring, you need to merge both businesses together and, and uh, to, to succeed. And, and you have it in you to do that. I, I, no doubt that it, it, it will happen. Um, you know, what is it that you tell people when they say, hey, you've inspired me? I mean, you know, do you, I mean, you probably get it like every day. I mean, do you try and get back to all of these people and, and write back to them? Oh, I write back to everyone that writes to me for sure. And I, I'm happy to, to be able to be in contact with them. And I, like I tell people all the, all the time that are in different situations, they don't hesitate to contact me. And if I say that I'm going to contact them and I don't, it's not because I don't mean to, it's because it's, I'm just kind of got a lot going on and just continue to bug me because I, I want to help as much as possible. I just, I'm being pulled in so many directions at this point in time. It's kind of difficult, but I mean, like I, like I said to anyone, I don't really, this is kind of, I've never really known anything else. I've always done rehab. I've been hurt plenty of times. So it's just kind of what I've known all my life. I just, if I get hurt, fix myself, get better, get back on the track and continue moving forward. So Fantastic. I mean, I'm being, I'm stoked to be able to inspire people, but at the same time, it's just, I just want to go have fun and have a good time and just show people that, they could do the same thing. It's just I'm not, nothing special. It's just a matter of how much you want it. Yeah, exactly. Doing, exactly. Doing what you're doing is an inspiration, showing people that it can still be done. You know, a, a good friend of mine that lives right off the road, uh, he's, he's got a friend, which he's come to our track several times. Is, uh, you may have heard of him, Shane Mill. Uh, okay, yeah. Spring. Yeah. He, he uh, that dude, man, He when he comes to Ball and Gray, he, just his attitude, his work ethic, and he's determined to get better. And that's an inspiration to me because he's just, he's not letting it get him down. And, uh, you know, we take life, everyday life for granted and, and have no idea what y'all are going through. But you, you kind of, when you see him, it kind of, it's, it's a reality check. You know, this could happen. Right. Uh, but Shane, as, and as far as what I've seen in your videos, you two guys are an inspiration. You're not. You're not giving up. You're. You're determined to make it happen, and uh, that's cool that, uh, to me. I don't know. Man. I appreciate that. Thanks. So, so, so you do know Shane? Or, uh, I've, I've heard the name. I I know that yeah. uh, the community is pretty small, so a lot of the people that are active right. in it, it kind of get talked about throughout the community. So it's just right. like anything else. Like the racing family is real small. So you, once you're in it, you're in it forever. Mm-hmm. But, so, yeah. yeah, and we are we're actually going to have Shane on, on the show coming up soon. Um, it took me a while to get him to answer me, but he said yes. Oh, It's just a matter of getting getting him on the phone or, and setting a date down. But um, uh, but you're right. I mean, you know, but the thing that's really cool is you're like, look, you know, this is the deal. This is what I'm. This is what I've been dealt, and I'm just gonna. I just have to do change this, this, and that, and I can do whatever I want. And and that's that's the type of attitude that I think so many kids don't get. They just don't get that. Even <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like I got an eighteen year old kid, I love him to death, but I mean he's constantly building his own obstacles in front of him. And it's like I try to explain to him, but you don't understand <laughs> you know, you're your own worst enemy right now. You know, and exactly. um, you know, and that's that's the that's the key. And and it's just trying to show you know, everybody, anybody, actually any age, you know, stop crying about it and do something, you know, make something happen for you. And if, for you, you had to do it yourself. 
because that's just the way you're wired. I gotta, I gotta fix this myself. And you knew exactly what was gonna work for you, and that's why your story is so fantastic. Well, thank you. Yeah, I kind of one of the new models we've kind of been working off of, and I'm starting a new clothing line for keeping spin and all that. And one of the new models is die or die, like do it yourself or die, because pretty much all I was gonna do it for you. So absolutely, that's kind of what I've been, what I've lived my life off of for the most part. But it's funny because it's just. Society that kind of poisons us the most is there's one way to do things, and that's the way you got to do it, and it's all the way around it, and that's just how it's got to be done. And so one of the things we do at our house is that uh, I have to play, like, race, like I play Forza quite a bit sometimes with friends and stuff like that when they come over, but I have to have the control set up a certain way to be able to use the controls. So when friends come over that are new, they'll come over and they'll play the game, and they're like, oh, geez, the controls are all screwed up. Like, how do I go? How do I stop? What's going on? They'll be all, like, going for a loop, and just like, oh, man, this is so weird. How do you drive like this? And Part of the thing is they'll have to get used to it, because that's basically if I have to drive like that, you have to drive like that, and it just kind of breaks right. them out of their box. It's like, oh, things need to be done a certain way, and I need to be able to do it this way, or else I can't do it at all. And then they figure it out, and they're like, oh, this actually works better, and then they figure out that they like it. So there's, then it kind of opens their eyes that there's more than one way to do anything. So it's a small, small eye-opener, but it's just something that we do at the house, just to not let other people tell them that there's only one way of doing things, break them out of their box. Exactly. Well, look at this exactly. way, too. It's, we all adapted to the PlayStation 3 controller compared to the first <laughs> PlayStation ever. I mean, seriously, I mean, you know, you adapt yourself to it, you learn it, so there's yep. always a new and better way, so. Well, you got, I, I mean, what are they, I don't even know. Go ahead, sorry. No, excuse me, I don't think I've ever played a video game ever. Seriously, I can't Well, see, I don't, I don't qualify this as a video game. I call it a, a simulator, so I don't play video games. Oh, I'm just messing with you. Okay, yeah, so no, it's, just, it's a very accurate, very accurate video game. Okay, okay. So you're calling it basically, hey, babe, I'm not, I'm not doing video games. I'm on a simulator. There's a difference. Okay, so that's what you're saying. Well, that's, it, it, that's essentially what they designed it as. Is a, as close to a simulator as possible. And it actually, if you play the game, or if you've ever played the game, Forza Five, Forza Motorsport Five, um, the game is very much so realistic and terms of the track that you go to and the setup on the car and the responsiveness of the way the vehicle and what you do to them. So it's pretty it's pretty interesting. It teaches you a lot on setup and stuff like that. In my case, I've learned a lot, which is front-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, mid-engine, just different types of setup on different vehicles, which is playing the things on the video game and throwing them completely out of whack and seeing what it does and then putting them in like what I think would be right and just, uh, just playing with it. So um, you're able to go break expensive cars that don't cost you anything, so I don't that's the cheaper way <laughs> doing it in my opinion. Exactly. Exactly. But no, what I'm saying is, though, you know, if your girlfriend's bugging you, like, why are you always playing video games? It's like you can just say, hey, it's, it's not a video game. Just, you know, no, I'm <laughs> you, training. You get, you get away with that. Right. You yeah. get away with it. I'm practicing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You mean for five hours you've been practicing? <laughs> yeah, I got a big race coming up. Are you? When? Oh, that we said for you. I got a big race. I got. I got to do this. This is, this is what I got to do. That's awesome. So, um, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they get in touch with you, Mario? If they want to talk to you about about you know how to get to engineering, how to get into keep them spinning. Uh, well, easiest way right now, the website's still just kind of under construction and needs a lot of work, but it's keepingspinning.com is our website, and my information's all on there, linked on there. But uh, you can correct, contact me directly with my email. It's uh, K-E-S, like keeping spinning, racing, Mario, at Yahoo. 
and uh, that's probably the easiest way to get in contact with me. And then from there, we can have conversations as to whatever you whatever you like. That's um, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, definitely. Thank you guys for having me. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. And uh, you know, when you have your first race, I want you to call. I want you. I want you as a guest the week before your first race, and then the week after. Totally, because <laughs> I can't wait. Well, I can't wait to see you. You going? Definitely no. I'll keep you guys posted for sure, unless you know what what the deal is the next couple of weeks. There's a lot of a lot of good things in the in the works that I'm not really supposed to talk about, so that's why I didn't bring them up. But I'll uh, I'll let you guys know next time we talk. That's awesome. Thank you so much for calling in, Mario. I always enjoy having you on. Definitely. And if uh, if your son has any advice for me business wise, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, you guys have a great rest of the week. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> you too. Bye bye. I was Mario Bonfante. I love him. I absolutely love him. I just everything about him. I absolutely adore. I love his tattoos. His tattoos are awesome. Do you see his tats? I always check to see if he got a new one. <laughs> I love. I love them. But he's just got such a great. Um, I don't know. It's like everybody tonight just had. We have such great guests tonight. They all have such a great attitude. You know and. And, uh, you know, it's like when I get off, you know, when I, when we're done with this, I'm going to be like, you're really bitching because of this, you know, <laughs> like, knock it off. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I can handle that, you know, but, uh, you know, every single person, I mean, from, you know, you've got this kid from Nigeria and he wants to be a NASCAR driver and he's doing it and he's, you know, doing very well at it. And, you know, we've got... Uh, you know, we got Blake, he wanted to, you know, his father's like, it's your turn, because the father was doing something humbling, you know, and the kid gets in there, and he's uh, easy, it's like nothing for him, he can drive, a, you know, a sprint car, and then we got Mario, you know, he had a, you know, a great career going on, has this accident, and he's like, yeah, I can still have this career, you know, it's uh, awesome, awesome guest tonight. It all, awesome. it all boils down to attitude, and exactly. those three, those, those three guys exactly. got it, for sure. It's like, you know, it's, it's like, you know, keep the drama out of it. Just move forward. Move forward and be happy. You know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, if you're, you're stuck on a stumble, you, you know, you put up a good prayer up to God and, uh, you know, hope that things are going to go the way in which uh, you want to go, you know, and you're going to make it happen for yourself. So, uh, great show tonight. We really had a great show tonight. Poor Patrick, he's going to be upset that he missed this one, but hopefully he's doing really well on his uh his finals. Um, and I hope yeah. that you find um, next week that you'll be, uh, if, if we uh, if we have a show on, on Monday, we will let you all know. Uh, hopefully, um, you won't be able to make it because you'll be moving. And we're going to we'll get you a vehicle, get you a house. We need to get you a place to live. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're racing this weekend, right? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're every, we're every uh, Saturday for the rest till August. 20-something. Awesome. Uh, the only, the awesome. only week we have off is the week of the fourth. So. And what was wrong with your car? Why did you have to go? What, what happened? Uh, well, um, we initially drew 14th, and I decided, to, uh, for my better judgment, uh, there were some people that drew up in, uh, in the front of the field, and I wasn't comfortable with tearing my car up this past Saturday, so I dropped to the back. And it was kind of a blessing because uh, what I expected to happen did happen. But I also come to find out it wasn't a power steering issue. Basically, a sway bar 
bolt had come out, and when it come out, it caught my tie rod, and it locked my steering up. And if I would have started where I started, I'd have had 15 cars behind me piling into me because I had oh, to get wow. on the brakes stay out, stay out of the wall. Plus, we had a vibration, a real bad vibration, and uh, got that fixed today with the drive shaft issue. So uh, it was kind of simple things, but uh, my election to start in the rear probably saved us a ton of work this week. Yeah. <laughs> so we still, we still come you know out. What? You know, we started, we started dead last, and uh, which was, I think we had 23 cars. And even with the broken stuff we had, uh, managed to finish 11th. Uh, didn't have That's too bad fantastic. of a points now. I think we're tied for the points lead right now with Derek Rice. Well, see, the thing is, too, is um, you, you're every other week. Like, this week you're going to win. Because every other week uh, you win. <laughs> I'm, I'm beginning <laughs> to think maybe we should just sit out every other week <laughs> and go to every other weekend. <laughs> no, you've already got you've already got this in place. It's already happening. So this this yeah. Saturday you're winning. <laughs> you know? well, and just we're gonna, the we're gonna change this. We're gonna change that every other week crap. That's 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 gonna end soon. <laughs> and uh for all of you who know Brian, um he was very upset that nobody posted that they were you know, that, that he was uh the man man crush Monday. Um, but uh, he, he put up a very nice picture of himself saying that he's damn sexy and proud of it. And, uh, you know, I had to put up I had to put up the Kenny Chesney uh, picture, yeah. you know, because I felt bad for you. I felt bad that nobody did that. No. But uh, <laughs> I didn't do Don't that feel for bad for me. I just thought that saying was funny. I, it's it's <laughs> kind of good funny. not to be somebody's man crush Monday because it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what those things are. I have to go look. I have to, like, Google them to find out what they even mean. <laughs> so I'm so behind on it. But uh, we want to thank, of course, our guest tonight, and that was Jesse Luigi, Blake Carrier, and Mario Bonifante. They are all fantastic guests. I would can't wait to have all three of them back on. They were so great. Uh, we hope Patrick is doing well. Um, and we want to thank everybody at Racing Nation for allowing us to do this show, especially Jimmy Hayward and Benny Fry and Daryl Stoops. Uh, make sure you go at snapboosting.com and you pick up your oh, – it's supposed to be so awesome. It is so awesome. I have tried it many times when we did barbecue, but I don't barbecue anymore because I'm by myself. So <laughs> um, everyone have a great week. Uh, you're winning this weekend. And uh, Patrick is getting an A on his, uh, you know, on, on his final – and I'm living life as a new Bella. So everyone, good night. Have a very great week. We will be back next week. Thank you for listening to Bump and Run with Robin Vandenberg on the Race and Nation Radio Network. We sure hope you'll join us again next week. Bump and Run is produced by Robin Vandenberg in association with the Racing Nation Radio Network, which is solely responsible for its content. This copyrighted broadcast may not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or redistributed in any form without the expressed consent from the producers. Up and Run on the Racing Nation Radio Network is brought to you by Snafu Seasoning. It's the missing ingredient. Visit them at snafuseasoning.com. That's S-N-A-F-U seasoning.com. So on behalf of everyone of the staff and the crew, this is Matthew Gillen thanking you again for joining us for Bump and Run with Robin Vandenberg on the Racing Nation Radio Network.